Hello, Steve here. Welcome to Real Health. Yes, Real Health. Why shouldn't Real Health be diet, as in nutrients and nutrition? Why shouldn't that be Real Health? The uh, the mainstream healthcare complex um, has us believe that certain amounts of you know vitamin C and certain amounts of this and that uh, essential nutrient oh it's toxic you know this and that amount of uh, selenium for example is oh gee uh, it's it can cause you harm it's toxic and this and that. Uh, you know, the, the vitamin D level is between 20 and 50 because once you get to 70, it's toxic. Well, fucking hell, make it up from 40 to 70 to ward off cancer because there has never been a cancer bloody uh, case ever recorded with the vitamin D level over 40 nanograms per mil, for goodness sake. Out of interest sake, uh, I'd like to see what my vitamin D level is at some point. Um, I'll uh, I'll go in, get a blood test done. Uh, I don't think the GP will uh, order a blood test if it's uh, just your request to get a uh, vitamin D level. You probably need to bung on something else. Oh, I'm feeling a bit awful. Oh, yeah, here's a blood test, yeah. Oh, by the way, Doc, uh, will that will this include um, uh, vitamin D? Yeah, it's a full blood count. Ah, oh, cool. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, you know, here in, in Australia, it's pretty much effectively free. Of course, we we know it's not free. Of course, right? We we know it's not free. But uh, yeah. face of it, uh, that particular interaction, there's no money changing hands, so it's free in that respect, and that's all people see. Anyway, you, you know what I what I mean with that, I guess, I hope. Today's theme, supposedly uh, good, supposedly good health uh, concepts are actually sending us into further health outcomes which are negative. Oh, that's not the whole, that, that's not the, I'm sure the uh, the title that I made for this uh, episode is shorter, but that, that's it. So basically, supposedly good health um, concepts are actually sending us into the gurgler of health and uh, many if there is any regular uh, listeners, uh, they'd know some of these, which I'll I'll be rattling off. Uh, many will already know about the whole diet and exercise, as in diet and exercise means a restriction, right? So, in most people's concept, diet means eat less exercise and you won't be fat.
Well, there's such a thing as, have you heard of the, uh, the skinny fat? The skinny fat sort of uh, syndrome, where there's a fairly slim person with a bit of flab and a flabby face and you know, flabby, flabby middle happening. You know, muffin top in a size six, you know, type situation. Well, it just means that they're uh, doing well in the uh, restriction department. Uh, their willpower, that's the word I'm looking for, their willpower is, uh, is winning the Battle of the Bulge, where the real issue at hand is that they are suffering from nutrient deficiencies, most likely and um, usually it's a complex of uh, other deficiencies, but most likely uh, people that struggle with weight, even the ones that are supposedly successful with weight management, and you see that uh, they're a bit flabby, well, that sort of setup is still a nutrient deficiency issue. Most uh, likely in uh, chromium, vanadium, zinc, and there will be others for sure, but those three that I've just mentioned are the high correlates, the high correlation of um, people that struggle with their weight, and particularly when you're obese, you're low on those. And or, uh, not just low, well, low, because you're not perhaps absorbing what you need to be absorbing, and that's usually a gluten intolerance issue and when you are not absorbing enough and when you are deficient in particular micronutrients uh, a lot of the time it's the uh, minerals that are very important you often struggle with weight and you have pica pica makes you have cravings which makes you eat more well most people which uh, don't have the best willpower out there i was certainly one of them to be honest about my obesity situation, I didn't really perhaps eat that much. I probably ate the amount that um, that 100 or 100, 110 kilo person would probably eat. You know, 120 to 140 pounds. Say, uh, I was you know when I first uh, started this uh, particular uh, 44 regime with the twist of dairy and eggs. I'm not sure how uh, how to better brand that but anyway that's um, a descriptive brand so uh, before I started um, on this 44 I, uh, I was 145 kilos but uh, I got up to close to around the 180 mark uh, the reason why I say close to 180 there wasn't going to be any scales that, uh, that take me on um, the last that I would have seen my weight was 165 and and that's where the scales uh, would end is 165 <laughs> uh, I may have been a couple of kilos more um, in that respect because they stop at uh, 165 but also how some some scales operate they go beyond zero and you know you they go into you know five ten kilos on the other side I, I was standing on um, 120 kilo uh, scales at one point and it would go to uh, 15 kilos past 120 right so <laughs> but 
but uh, because you're stretching the spring, it's not actually 135, you're probably more like 145, so yeah. So this, uh, the diet and exercise thing is a fast, uh, not really a fast like, uh, yes, uh, less calories equals less weight, but it's building a propensity to put it back on and that's why 95 plus percent of people put it back on. It's not because they just uh, lack willpower, they lack even more nutrients because they've restricted even more. They have cravings, they can't, they can't. Um, there's not the willpower in the world for some people to, to just resist urge to just have a pig out and to continue with the pig outs and uh, it thins you back 10 pounds more than last time but in reality what's happening is uh, yeah uh, what's really happening when you gain more than what you were before is um, yeah just greater nutrient deficiency greater propensity to, to keep on eating and then you're putting on more weight. So I don't want to go too far on, on that one because there's whole episodes on um, treating obesity. That uh, sounds all good. Eat well, whatever that means. Eat whole foods, whatever that means. Like whole foods also includes gluten. So if you're eating gluten, fuck, you're fucked. So whole, that's another health content concept right eat, eat whole foods eat organic eat um, clean Barnum statements Barnum statements eat clean like even a muffin is supposedly clean right well you're basically eating a cake you're basically eating cake if you eat a muffin it's not healthy at all and the reason why you're still probably at an okay weight when you're eating a muffin because you're not eating two or three of them and you're exercising enough but you still have cravings for, for the muffin because it's basically cake so that's where that that lies oh pancakes oh pancakes are healthy oh fuck okay. yeah whatever um, well effectively they, they are but if they didn't have the gluten uh, they'd be healthy but uh, when you make um pancakes with uh, with uh, wheat flour, you're fucked. So, you know, being vegan, another great health concept, or eating mainly plant-based. When you say vegan, there's this particular thing, uh, oh, vegan, you know, uh, you're a soy boy, uh, you're right-wing, and those sort of thoughts, like you're a health freak, or you're a tree hugger type vegan, but when you say plant-based, well, oh, that's just healthy. <laughs> well, plant-based is vegan, right? So, plant, yeah, also plant-based, I guess, um, uh, encouraging people to eat more plant-based food, which is more of a um, idea of eating less calories. And that's where another health, health concept of being keto, well, basically what I'm pointing at here is perhaps a lot of these concepts are um, diet fads. 
uh, maybe during the course of uh, this episode, I might hit on another concept which is not diet-based, but uh, yeah, I'm just rattling off some diet ones for now, hey? So, oh, go keto. Intermittent fasting. Intermittent uh, fasting on a plant-based diet. So, oh, now you're turning on, turning on the turbocharger, right? And you'll manage... Yeah, a lot of talk about health is not about health. It's really about vanity and uh, looking looking great and thin, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, hey, uh, I've got some vanity there because I would have liked to lose some weight as well. But, you know, a lot of my thought was trying to uh, ward off my uh, the, the half a dozen of um, the chronic illnesses that I had uh, creeping up on me. I'd hit number six. And that was it. I had to do something. I was trying to do something by disease number four. But, uh, yeah, it was getting beyond the joke. And I hit the mother load. And here I am. So, eliminating those four classes of food. The first four of the 44. The gluten, oils, sugars and nitrates, nitrites. Those four classes. Eliminate them. And that'll be easy once you... Uh, once you're well nourished with the four micronutrients that you add to the second four of the 44. And that's where um, the 44 got its name. And uh, I've extended on that, realizing that uh, I'm actually very heavy on dairy and eggs. So, with a twist of dairy egg, anyway, I eat between... 20 and 30 eggs each week and I bet I assure you my cholesterol especially my triglycerides oil deals uh, won't be at any any alarming level what really sends our cholesterol level up those worrying numbers those scary numbers those scary numbers like uh, you know blood sugar levels and blood pressure levels, heart rate, oxygen saturation, all the rest of it. Uh, yeah, uh, they're scary numbers, but uh, those health concepts, um, eating cholesterol makes our cholesterol high. No, 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 no. The reason why we're suffering from mental health disease, infertility, low sperm count, uh, polycystic ovaries, and all the male and female reproduction issues and even uh, sexual uh, uh, ah, what's the word I'm looking for uh, uh, sexual appetite um, libido okay that's what I, that's the word I was looking for libido uh, the reason why all those you know brain and hormone things have gone south is because of cholesterol deficiencies. How about that for a concept? Well, regular listeners know about that one, and I won't extend too far on that. Cholesterol is very essential to fertility, hormone levels. So, in effect, uh, moods, brain health mental health, a whole nine yards of brain and hormone health. Those scary cholesterol numbers is a sugar and 
oils issue. Yes, sugar and oils, eating donuts especially, because they have the sugar and the oils, and the gluten, mind you, which makes it even worse because uh, eating gluten hampers your absorption. And it sends you older and sicker, accelerated after you reach half century. I would like to think now that uh, I've stopped my aging process or very much slowed it down by a mile, by a country mile hopefully, and, uh, and hopefully I've extended my life by at least a few decades, quality of life wise maybe even half a century, because my quality of life even a year ago was shite, now I'm functioning like an animal, as in uh, being fit, um, that's why I said animal, uh, being fit and healthy and I can work like a horse and uh, if only I had a, I had a paying job <laughs> uh, at the moment I just sort of help out people and stuff so yeah um, I had uh, I was poo-pooing the whole idea of um, stress being stress-free and being spiritual and giving to your community as uh, those human factors that don't really add to our health they're more like a fox or a mouse and the in my analogy of um, you know the, the mouse fox tiger or elephant in the room uh, those stress and community and spiritual things are probably you know a bit less than a fox um, in impact wise on our health where the elephant in the room is the 44 and uh, put the tiger in there as well with uh, with the dairy and the egg and then um, have a good family around. Have some reciprocity in your uh, in your relationships uh, with the with the fox and the mouse. Uh, the mouse, perhaps, um, you know, more likely, uh, more accurately, with my thoughts, with that analogy, is um, you know probably trying to eliminate some of the uh, toxins in our life. Uh, you know, different toxicities like uh, you know pollution, glyphosate. Um, Trying to get some organic uh, food into your um, into your diet, sort of thing. That's a lower priority uh, with me because I'm focusing on the elephant and the tiger. Well, you know, the, I guess the elephant uh, is less dangerous than the tiger, but I'm talking about space here. See, space in the room. Yeah. So. Um, What's another health concept which is hampering us to live longer or to be healthy? Should I even say that mainstream healthcare is a whole concept in itself that's hampering our healthcare? Well, considering that um, the mainstream healthcare complex, the allopathic medical model, in charge while our um, longevity our average life expectancy is starting to go south as acknowledged even by the CDC this would implicate that the allopathic health, uh, health, uh, medical <laughs> medical model is the custodian of our reducing 
health status and therefore also longevity um, status, our you know, life expectancy. But you do understand that uh, the allopathic medical model, the mainstream healthcare complex, are very good propagandists, very good propagandists, and they're just going to blame the individual. They're just going to say, it's your health choice, it's your genes, uh, what a concept. How about that for a concept of walk myself into another concept? Genetics is not and ever will not be, forever will not be, a transmission form of disease, a contributor to disease. Apart from, perhaps, your sensitivity to absorbing particular nutrients, which is most likely a gluten issue. Around 98% of us would be classified as gluten insensitive and probably 100% uh, would have some form of pro-inflammatory cytokines that uh, do form in, our, in the small villi, in, in the villi, in the small intestines, which do most of the absorbing of our micronutrients. Yes, gluten. Um, upsets, injures the villi in our small intestine, even for people that would be classified as uh, not being uh, sensitive to gluten. The 2% the that supposedly may not be, uh, you hear that I'm saying may not be, uh, they probably even benefit they'd probably benefit as well from not eating any gluten, particularly from the wheat, barley, rye and oats. Other grains have other types of uh, proteins uh, which can uh, hamper our health in different ways, less so in absorption, very much less so in our absorption capability. Uh, all things that grow have things called lectins, which hamper make us uh, hamper our uh, enzyme activity in certain ways, making us sick. And that's why only a very small percentage of things that grow on the planet are palatable for us, or supposedly palatable. Um, they're palatable as in they don't make us sick straight away. Some things that make some people sick, though, they're going to blame the. Uh, the dairy, the meat, even the water before they uh, blame the lettuce or the, the basil or the whatever else uh, they've just eaten that's come out of the soil. I've uh, done a whole episode on the evils of lentil, uh, the evils of lentils, Jesus. <laughs> Freudian slip, uh, you know, the, the problems with lectins and the evils of gluten and uh, those sort of epi episodes. There was another episode in there like uh, wheat and oats, forget it, or eliminate it with an exclamation mark, um, I do recall. So, all these, oh, 
ideas with the, the whole exercise and, and the uh, medical model, the stress and the spirituality, the, uh, how, about, how about the yoga and the stretching, the physical therapy, also a farce. Well, it's not, it's not intentionally a farce and it's not, you know, the allopathic medical model isn't intentionally a farce either. It's like Jesus said of the Romans, uh, don't, uh, you know, this is in my words, you know, don't, don't be pissed at the Romans, they're just, they just don't know what the heck they're doing, you know. Uh, when they crucified him, you know, led on by the, I don't know, the Jews and you know, the, the traitors. So, uh, so it's. I do believe that it's um, misguided and it's not nefarious. There are people that um, I subscribe to, like on the knowledge-based side of things, which think it's, which think that uh, doctors are nefarious in their um, in their actions. Some might be. One particular story I, I've come across, like uh, there was a there was a remote doctor that uh, got pissed that uh, he got interrupted during his golf game. He came in and he he basically sawed off uh, all the limbs of a of a woman giving birth to a child. I'm not sure what sort of uh, excuse there was there was made that uh, there she is there's this woman without any limbs she lost all her limbs how about that for a concept she lost all her limbs in childbirth the fucking doctor sort them off anyway um, oh, you know of course the, I don't think the doctor was even reprimanded let alone uh, criminal convictions and losing license and all that sort of thing so how about that for a story how about the story of uh, 52%? This study was done twice because, after all, there's a replication crisis in science, and this study was done again with the same result. 52% of all doctors that treat us are intoxicated with the substance. Well, I'd like to know exactly what substance they were testing for, but. If it's something like uh, caffeine, or, let's, let's say 85% are intoxicated. Anyway, like, uh, but I, I'm pretty sure it's at least with alcohol and uh, opiates and uh, illegal drugs and that sort of thing. 52% of MDs are intoxicated when they have been treating you. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I'm not sure what the name of the study is, but I'm, I'm sure if you look up... Uh, Things like Google Scholar or you know on, uh, on the whole database, you know, you look up 52% MDs intoxicated or you know those sort of words. Uh, the, the study should come up twice uh, with different uh, researchers. Oh, yeah. oh boy. Um, what's another concept I should uh, pick up? Not really picking on they're just misguided uh, yes I'm picking as in picking picking on them as identifying them as bogus not nefariously but certainly misled misled 
unintentional, unknowing. Of course, unknowing, right? And oh, I was going to say this one for uh, a uh, another episode, extending more on oral health. I've picked on dentistry quite a few times, but. Um, you know, the whole complex of uh, brushing teeth and uh, using mouthwash. Yeah, yeah, it does clean germs. It makes you feel cleaner, but... Uh, apparently, your, um, your, your, uh, your oral health... Your, um, your, your mouth is a whole biome in, in itself. It also impacts your microbiome and your gut. And... Uh, it's probably a good thing that we don't use um, peppermint type and fluoride toothpaste and don't um, use mouthwash. Uh, they've actually recalled, or not really recalled, but stopped making particular mouthwashes with, um, uh, I forget what sort of uh, substance uh, was causing problems with uh, people with, with their gum disease, but um, I'm advocating uh, to, to a loved one, well, the loved one, uh, I've done an interview with her, uh, Anne, I, I, we called her Anne as an alias uh, in that interview, uh, now she hasn't really, she doesn't really have um, any oral issues, but uh, you know, like to be even better, right? So... I've advocated, uh, suggested, advocated, um, you know, she's pretty much been um, taking on all my suggestions and she's, you know, her health is improved out of sight, so, um, you know, hopefully uh, stopping mouthwash and uh, fluoride use will improve uh, her oral situation. Um, yeah, with, with the gums, um, they're certainly better, but um, I think they'll be even better uh, by by not using mouthwash. Um, I'm going to actually. This is not my idea. This is an idea I got from uh, Autoimmune Answers. You know, I've referenced that series, but uh, this particular suggestion uh, methodology uh, idea um, of um, you know. Trying to, you know, if you're going to brush your teeth, yeah, yeah, I still brush my teeth, um, you know, probably only twice a week. Um, without fluoride, I've just discovered that uh, what, what I thought was uh, toothpaste without fluoride, it's got fluoride. Bloody hell. Anyway, um, I've spent nearly half a century of, uh, you know, brushing teeth, and uh, it's pretty hard to get away from that clean feel. But when your teeth start to get a bit furry, Advocate that uh, you know, calcium, you know, good good levels of calcium and, and all the other micronutrients are ample for your uh, oral health as well. And drinking plenty of fluids. Um, you know, I don't really be- even believe that uh, flossing is that advantageous. Low efficacy. If your uh, nutrition is spot on, I don't think there should be any problems with uh, the cleanliness of your teeth. 
So I'll, I'll extend that with uh, with the oral hygiene um, episode uh, coming up fairly fairly soon. But uh, yeah, basically I've advocated uh, uh, not using any um, fluoride type toothpaste if you're going to uh, be brushing your teeth conventionally. No mouthwash. Dental floss, that's probably you know, lowest on the priority to eliminate. You know, my jury is still out on the dental floss part. Oh, I never, never floss, I've got no issues with the teeth. Uh, oh, how, how disgusting. Hey, well, screw you, right? I've been told that, uh, that I haven't got any bad breath issues. So maybe okay indication of uh, my, my thoughts, my methodology. Um, so an, a, another poo-poo on de- dentistry. Uh, failed health concepts. So yeah, sorry, just to finish on that, um, advocating uh, swishing around with uh, uh, vitamin C, crushing up like a you know, vitamin C tablet type thing, or if you, you know, you have the uh, the powdered form, uh, the water water soluble or what was it fat soluble? Anyway, just the, the normal vitamin C that you get at the health food shop or the pharmacy. And uh, people have, um, have had wonders with their supposed uh, gum disease, where most accurately it's a calcium issue. So that's another pick. The episode is now long in the tooth. Should I pick on something else? I've done enough picking. Uh, yeah, the whole health uh, concept of uh, insurance is hampering our health, and and the whole health concept of um, allevi- alleviating symptoms with uh, steroidal drugs is another failed uh, health theory, which is sending us. Now, because symptoms are alleviated, we, th- we think that we are cured, right? No, 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 it's still there. As soon as you stop taking a drug and, a, and, and your issue comes back, you're not cured, right? And, you know, don't stop taking your drugs and do what I'm doing. Like, you know, you need to wean yourself off. Or like, uh, even I wean myself off um, uh, PPIs, you know, uh, anti-indigestion medication, which I, I was on for approaching a decade uh, and, and that was a single most issue which was probably contributing to my ailing health it was uh, yeah just not, not a good enough pH in my um, gastric juices to do all the absorbing which means getting even less micronutrients and getting fatter and, uh, and <laughs> fatter and uglier um, and uh, becoming more unhealthy and more ill from half a dozen different chronic diseases. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, no more medication for me. No more obesity. Looking fit as hell. And um, I'm trying to pass the word on. In different ways, different themes, different uh, discussion points through these episodes. And, of course, if anyone would like to reach out, I don't... I don't uh, ever name the uh, the nutrient supplier that I get my supplements from because I don't want people to straight away um, 
gorge on a Google 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 search, and you know three out of out of ten sources saying negative things, and and then all of a sudden they continue they continue failing in their health pursuits. I don't want you to fail. I want, uh, if anyone reaches out, uh, I want them to. Uh, have the best opportunity to succeed and before they I, I name or pass on uh, the nutrients that I advocate for or the um, the supplier that I advocate for I just want that last ditch um, hopefully you get it type of um, spiel before people take the plunge and you know when people do take the plunge uh, Please try it for at least like 90 days. You know, if you're more, if you're greater than 50 years old, even greater. Uh, you know, if you're 70 plus, uh, you know, you really should probably give it more than six months uh, for your health to really, really improve. But uh, certainly give it 90 days. Hopefully, being compliant with uh, with diet in that 90 days. When I first started, I was making errors, uh, but it was still work, still working. I was making errors into the um, second month, uh, only only just, but um, I was well on my way. And then soon, as soon as I fixed up my errors, like bang, 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 uh, especially my weight loss started happening even even quicker. But some of, some of my uh, chronic disease issues were saying bye bye. Uh, around day four, yeah, that, that was the case with my, my carpal tunnel, which was uh, seeing no chance, no chance of um, being alleviated by the uh, mainstream healthcare complex. Did you sense my frustration at the mainstream healthcare complex at that personal experience, my lived experience? Ooh. All right, it's long in the tooth. I picked on the picking uh, pickings that I had to pick on. <laughs> Uh, Peter Piper picked, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is all. Thanks for listening.